Welcome to the Zico Health Show. This is weight management expert, Narado Zico Powell. Here we discuss fitness, nutrition, gut health, alternative medicine, and anything else that impacts your health and fitness. So take a seat and enjoy the ride. Well, 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 welcome to another episode of the Zika Health Show. This is weight management expert, Narado Zico Powell. And thank you so much for joining me today. Because today is part two of the trifecta. Now, now, last week, I started with talking about fear, stress, and sleep. And I know it was a short episode, but it was designed to set you up for this week's episode. Because last week, I talked about if you don't have adequate levels of all three, how they can impede your fat loss. But this week is the trifecta part two. And I'm going to explain to you how to actually get adequate amount of all three in your life. Because in today's world, we easily, easily lose sight of these things. And we need to do these things to optimize our health. And if I'm being brutally honest, I'm a victim of this also. Because who has time to really take care of themselves? I mean, we have bills to pay, other people to take care of, which that's an oxymoron in itself, a business to run, or work for another company where you make more money for somebody else. But I want to stop and think about that for a moment. Because we have time to do everything for everyone else, but not for ourselves. My stepmom told me something years ago. That you cannot take care of yourself. I'm sorry, I'm saying it again. You can't take care of others if you cannot take care of yourself. Stop and think about that for a second. Because if you're drowning in quicksand, how can you pull somebody else out? See, I use quicksand as an analogy because most of us are slowly drowning. But the thing is that we aren't even aware because it's not apparent. So to cap off this two-part episode, this week... I will explain how to improve optimal levels of all three, fear, stress, and sleep, so you can optimize your health, manage your body weight, and eventually get you out of the quicksand. So get ready for this one and take some notes. But before we talk about the trifecta, I want to quickly talk about the article of the week. This is a study published in uh, PubMed, and it's titled Post-Market Safety Events Among Novel Therapeutics Approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration Between 2001 and 2010. And this article, if you read it, is super eye-opening. And by the way, the link to the article will be in the show notes. This one is uh, zukahealth.com slash trifecta part two. And as always, if it turns out to be something different, the link will be in the show notes. But this study 
that's basically designed to characterize the frequency of the post-market safety events among novel therapeutics approved by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, and to examine whether any novel therapeutic characteristics known at the time of the FDA approval were associated with increased risk. See, we tend to believe that drugs approved by the FDA are safe and carefully vetted. But these are the actual results. See, after the 10-year study, it concludes that among 222 novel therapeutics approved by the FDA from 2001 to 2010, 32% were affected by post-market safety events. And the median time, which is really important, the median time from approval to first post-market safety event was 4.2 years. Think about that, really. Because now when we say, oh, we're so quick to take medicine. We're so quick to think even a vaccine, oh, this is safe and that's safe. And again, I'm not an anti-vaxxer. But what I'm saying is, it's only been out for a short period of time. So we're quick, we're quick to say, oh, it's safe because such and such hasn't happened. But we don't know what's going to happen over a period of time. And I want us to be very mindful of any decision that you make when it comes to when it comes to your health. Now, I'll put this another way: sixty-eight percent of the drugs approved do not have any known post-market safety events. Sixty-eight percent. What does that mean? It means the FDA is a D student. How many of you would be happy if your child came home? with a D average, a D average. So not only are they a D student, but their decisions impact people's lives. And it takes up to four years where we can really discover the impact. So remember what I said earlier about quicksand? Yet, so many of us are happy to take FDA-approved medicine without question. But you tell them about natural herbs, and they have a million questions. Is it safe? Does it work? You know, whatever dumb questions, because at this point, I can't even think of all of them. Now, it's important to be safe. And I'm not saying just go out and take supplements. But natural herbs and remedies have been around forever. Western medicine, I think it's about 150 years. So we're so quick to jump to take a pill, but we don't ask questions, but we ask so many questions when it comes to natural herbs, which is important for our bodies. The chain starts with you. Looking for a pill to solve your problem actually it brings about more problems than it solves. And once you begin to rely on medicine, it becomes a slippery slope. I always say that, actually, I got this quote from one of my close friends. If you're taking medication, do you ask yourself, what are your plans to get off them? 
Because if you don't have a plan to get off medication, then you're becoming reliant on it. That's the perfect way to segue into the trifecta. I shall say the trifecta part two. So let's begin with fear. See, in last week's episode, I explained that fear is the, is, oh, can't talk, right? Let me start over. In last week's episode, I explained that fear is defined as an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that something or someone is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. You know what the key word in that sentence is? It's a belief because it starts in your mind. This may sound cliche, but I'm going to dig a little bit deeper. See, I was raised in Jamaica, and even now, many of us are backwards in how we think. We don't believe in talking about our problems or seeking help for mental health issues. You tell a Jamaican, I should say a traditional Jamaican, because everybody's the same, right? About talking to a therapist, and they look at you like you're crazy. Now, there's a flip side to that because, you know, it is a third world country and I grew up there and it, the life is hard. And a lot of times people can't afford, unless you're the, you know, the better off, you can't really afford to talk to a therapist. But that's the other side of things. But for those who really can't afford it, you're spending money on yourself. Stop looking at mental health and improve your mental health as just as a luxury because oftentimes by the time you figure out you have a problem it's too late dr joe dispensa awesome guy by the way this guy's on a whole different level he believes that 95 percent of our actions are from a subconscious state subconscious meaning that we don't, it happens automatically based on what we already have in our fed to our minds. And that's a very important thing to note because if 95% of what you do is from a subconscious state, then what are you feeding your subconscious? I really want to stop here and say something that I have never admitted publicly, and I want everybody who's listening to really stop and listen. Most people outside of me, they think of me as a positive and uplifting person. But what they don't know about me is that I used to be suicidal. I internalize things. And whenever someone criticized me, right or wrong, I would take it to heart. I've had people tell me multiple things like, you don't have patience. People don't think the way you do. You got to remember this. You have no empathy, so on and so forth. And to me, I thought it was weird because I was just doing what I know. I don't necessarily try to hurt people, but I'm a direct person. 
and I don't put up with foolishness. And I've always been like that. I don't put up with laziness and I've always been like that because that's how I treat myself. But most of the world is not like that and they don't accept that. So they'll push that off on me saying, I'm the one that needs to change. So I became a people pleaser. I spent years trying to please everyone else. And again, I was sinking in quicksand. Now today, I'm happy to say that I no longer suffer from suicidal thoughts, even though I'm still growing and learning on a daily basis. But I'm way far ahead of where I was. I have spent countless hours working on my subconscious, feeding my mind with healthy thoughts, morning meditations, mantras, listening to podcasts, reading books, surrounding myself with the right people and removing negativity from my life. And these are just some of the habits that have helped me tremendously. When I wake up most days, I meditate 15 to 20 minutes while repeating mantras and focusing on my inner energy. Doing so helps me to control and center my thoughts. Listening to podcasts and reading books that focus on positivity also go hand in hand. Feeding my subconscious with what it needs to help me to be the best version of myself. And finally, surrounding myself with the right people and removing negative people from my life helps me to work on the problems in a safe place because I no longer felt judged. Because, and not only did I no longer feel judged, but I was working with people who have gone through or actually understand my plight. So they helped me to get out of the rut that I, that I was. Because anybody that knows me knows that I don't make excuses. But I often get stuck in my own head. And when I get stuck in my own head, it's good to have the right people around me to get me out of that thought. So then, of course, within that, I remove people who were constantly critical of me. Because constructing criticism is good. But anyone who's constantly criticizing you, trying to put you down, you don't need them in your life. Because there's a huge difference between constructive criticism and destructive criticism. If you have, or if you're struggling from mental health problems, and you just want to talk, I'm here. Feel free to email me, naradopowell at gmail.com, or DM me on my Instagram, at ZicoHealth. Again, naradopowell at gmail.com, or Instagram, at ZicoHealth. These are the same habits that can strengthen your subconscious against fear. Because today, I no longer fear criticism. 
if someone disagrees with me, I take it in stride. Sometimes I may fall back into my old habits, but I have to remember to take it in stride because their experience is different than mine. And who's to say they really understand what I'm doing? There are people in my life who their decisions, their opinions matter, and there are people who their opinions just don't matter. And it's important to know the difference. So I make decisions based on careful thoughts and not based on irrational fears. And that's the kicker to that part, that part of the conversation. Making decisions based on careful thoughts and not irrational fears. And that is connected to stress because fear and stress are connected. And I'm not gonna spend a huge amount of time talking about stress, because we know what stress is and I have an entire episode on stress. But I'm gonna say this, when we constantly run on fear, it leads to emotional and physical stress. Taking steps to clear your subconscious of fear and negativity while focusing in on controlling your thoughts can make you a more diligent person and makes a huge difference for your mental and physical strength. But a pro tip here, why you medicate, I would say medication, why you meditation, Focus your energy on your third eye that's in the center of your forehead. You will be surprised. There's a huge difference it will make. Lastly, but certainly not least, let's talk sleep. I've talked about sleep so much in past episodes. In about a month or so, I should have a sleep expert that's going to come on the show and he's go, we're going to get into talk deeply about sleep apnea and even people who don't have sleep apnea but have struggled sleeping and things they can do to improve and also when it, how, how or when you should get treatment for when you struggle with sleep. So we're going to get into that in that episode. But here's some tips to help you improve your sleep quality. One, set a sleep schedule. See, I go to bed at nine most nights and I wake up around 5.30. Now, you know why that's important? Your body has a circadian clock. And when you wake up, that clock begins. And throughout the day, by having the right habits, by the time it's time to go to bed, that clock will tell your body that you are getting ready to go to sleep because it recognizes that time. It knows it's time to go to sleep because that's when you usually go to sleep. So that's what the clock is doing internally, helping you to create more melatonin, which is going to naturally put you to sleep. So setting a sleep schedule is vital and please do not forget that the next thing is do cardio and intensive workout earlier in the day do cardio in the mornings and weightlifting in the evenings and even when weightlifting in the evening don't weightlift too late and this is why when you talk about the circadian clock 
when you're working out and you're moving, your body raises your blood pressure, it raises your cortisol levels, and then it tells it takes time for all that to calm down. So you're telling your body that you should still be active. You should still be moving. And when you do that, it's going to take longer for you to calm down and go to sleep. So when it's nighttime, you want to tell your body it's nighttime. Go to Amazon and get you a pair of blue light blocking glasses. There's some really expensive pairs out there. But go to Amazon and get you a pair um, that's really a lot cheaper. You can get them for $15, $20. My clients, when they use them, usually text me and say, wow, this is life-changing. Because when blue light, we know when blue light hits your eyes, it keeps you awake. It downplays your body's ability to create melatonin. So when you're watching TV or the light from, this, from, the, uh, from the bulbs, it's keeping you awake. So what I do is I put my blue light blocking, blocking glasses on after the sun goes down to block out the light from the TV and allow my body to create melatonin. So that's another way of telling your circadian clock it's nighttime. You can also pair it up and get yourself a, some blue light blocking bulbs. Oh, I am so sorry. I'm drinking my Cersei. <laughs> I think it went down the wrong uh, pipe there for a second, but get some blue light blocking bulbs from Amazon and put them in the room where you tend to have lights on at night. Mine are in my bathroom because I usually shower after eight and the, usually the sun is down by then or getting ready to go down. So I keep those on. I, I have my, when you go, if you go in my bathroom, which I don't see any reason why you would, it would, it's, it's bright orange. It's not yellow or harsh yellow or white, like a regular light, um, light bulb, because it's blocking out the blue light. So I, so having the blue light blocking bulbs in my bathroom really helps. In fact, it also helps with wake, if you wake up, then you gotta go use the bathroom. In the past, I wouldn't turn on the light. Now, what I do is I turn on the light because it doesn't wake me up. I actually had a friend stay over, um, it was uh, a few months ago, and she said to me, I was explaining to her about the bulbs because my, my, my bathroom is orange, and she said, no wonder why when I woke up to use the bathroom, I went straight back to sleep. Blue light blocking, blocking bulbs, people, make a world of difference. Do not watch action or exciting events at night. This can be hard, especially for me doing football season. Because, you know, when I want to watch a game, I want to watch a game. And sometimes I try to tape it and just watch it the next day. But if it's, I'm a Cowboys fan. I hope nobody, nothing turns anybody off from from uh, this podcast, but I'm a huge Cowboys fan. If it's a big game, I want to watch the game that night. But one of the things that I do is I turn the volume down to lower, where I'm watching the game, but it's harder for me to get super excited. If it's super loud, 
then I'm, my cortisol levels are going to be raised. So I try to lower it so where I can hear it, but it doesn't sound like I'm in a football stadium. So it's, and, and that doesn't just apply to football. You can do that with anything that you watch. I, action movies a little bit different because, you know, I try to watch those early in the day and I have more control over those. But if you're prone to watching TV at night, regardless of what you're watching, keep the volume low. Keep it at a, a, a good, well, you can still hear it, but it doesn't jar you awake. Because when you're falling asleep and you jump out of your sleep, it's one of the hardest things to do is to go back to sleep. Now, that's the, the, the night, right? That's your sleep hygiene at night. And a couple of things I could add into there is if you can take a bath, you know, have, talk to someone who you like talking to, your girlfriend, your wife, your husband, um, you know, your, your, your whoever, right? Your boyfriend. I don't know why that word can come to my head. But having nice, relaxing conversations relaxes you, calms you down, and can help you go to sleep. So if you can stay away from the TV, even better. Now in the mornings, go for a walk. Ideally, between 7 and 9 a.m. Remember I was telling you that when you wake up, it resets your circadian rhythm? The best way to reset your circadian rhythm is when the sunlight hits your eyes. When the sunlight hits your eyes, it tells you it's morning time. And it starts that clock. So again, as you go throughout the day, that clock calms you down as you go through towards the evening and start to create more melatonin. But you want the light to hit your eyes in the mornings to start that clock. Because our ancestors, how did they know it was time to wake up? Sun came out. How did they know it was time to go to sleep? The sun went down. I mean, we had the hourglass and everything else. But, you know, it's important to know that we need to be in tune with nature. And nature tells us and tells our body what it needs. And then there's a, a host of benefits, too, of weight loss in the sun. I mean, I can... I have a whole episode on that, which I, I will eventually. But staying in the sun or getting sunlight early in the morning is important for good sleep quality and your circadian clock. And a whole lot of things that I'm going to talk about in one of my future episodes. Avoid drinking caffeine within six hours of bedtime. See, caffeine has a half-life of around six hours. So not drinking caffeine close to bed alongside using these habits can make a huge difference. And it's important to note, you got to do this alongside these habits. And then if you drink, like, especially for those who lift in the evenings, if you drink pre-workout, it's going to be tough. So if you need to drink pre-workout, whatever workout you need to do to drink pre-workout, you want to do that earlier in the day if possible. 
And if you can find like a more natural way of getting energy, which I have a whole episode on energy, you can go back and listen to that episode. Go back and listen to that. Because if you're all constantly tired to where you have to rely on energy drinks, first of all, pre-workouts and energy drinks, especially if you're not drinking the right one, can damage your gut and cause a host of health problems outside of you know, just the sugars and everything else it carries, right? So relying on energy drinks may not be the smartest move if your goal is to be healthy. And then drinking it late at night, I mean, just forget about it, right? Because though we're talking about, okay, let's say you do drink a lot of caffeine or, or energy drinks. Remember that it has more caffeine than coffee. Then on top of that, you're talking about if it has artificial um, sweet, um, sweeteners, colorings, even natural colorings doesn't always mean the best, but it's better than artificial. Then it, excess sugars we may have and so on and so forth. And all these things damage your gut. That's why I only drink clean energy drinks. The one I drink is actually from Orgain. And you can go to uh, Orgain.com and use Zico Health, the code Zico Health, and get up to 30% off your first order. But that's, that's the protein that I drink. And that's also the energy drink that I drink because it's organic and I love their ingredients. But everything that I've told you today it's not a fast food menu. You can pick and choose. So download the, um, the show notes at zikahealth.com slash trifecta part two. Keep these as a guide and work on these consistently. Follow my Instagram at zikahealth. And again, if you have questions, feel free to follow me send me a DM. This is weight manager expert, Narado Zico Powell. I really hope you enjoyed this episode today and you got a lot out of it. Stay awesome, fam. Thanks for listening to the Zico Health Show. If you got good quality content out of this episode, save, subscribe, and share it out there with family, friends, coworkers, or anybody who needs to hear this information. Remember, always take the scenic route and enjoy the ride.